0: Good morning everyone, and welcome. I hope you are all recovering from the stress of our elections last week after the results were announced. And I know there's still a lot of counting and contesting of votes, but the intensity of that week has subsided a great deal and now just left many of us realizing how much sleep we need after watching so much of the news. Now this morning we announced the board's motion from our Family Ties discernment process the result of a very intentional and thorough journey of seeking God's direction for this church. I am so pleased with the result. This is a historic move for our 95-year-old church, and other congregations and leaders continue to express their support and encouragement for us on our journey of LGBTQ inclusion. We want our church to be a place where more LGBTQ Christians can be seen here as just as God sees them as a full part of our family. And so the Board of Deacons acting on behalf of the congregation has confirmed in the staff our authority and responsibility to discern all wedding requests, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity. What this means is that we now operate out of a more consistent practice. I can say yes, or no for that matter, to any wedding request based on my biblical conviction and professional experience. And because I, along with half of our pastors, have a biblical conviction that embraces LGBTQ couples and weddings, it means that I could, for example, officiate a wedding of a gay evergreen couple. But I also want to just assure you this morning, all of us, especially our LGBTQ evergreeners, That all of our pastors, whether or not they feel comfortable officiating a wedding, are fully committed to loving you as your full self, to valuing all the unique gifts you bring to the table, and seeing you grow in your relationship with Jesus. That is true across the board. I am so grateful to you, to this congregation. Other pastors have actually marveled at you, and I do too, for committing to this process for seeing it through, and for earnestly seeking God's direction for the church throughout these past months. I know this was a a, a tough process, and it's a very rare congregation that can do what you did in a pandemic, no less. I consider every one of you, those of you who are progressive, moderate, conservative, I consider all of you brave and faithful followers of Jesus Christ. I also realize that through this whole process, it actually comes with a cost. Now, we discerned as a church family, and for some of you, this hasn't really changed your view of Evergreen. You're a faithful and lifelong Evergreener, and I'm so grateful for that. But for others, this has been a time of discernment for you as well, to help you figure out if this church is a good fit for who you are at this moment. Some uh, Some of you have decided... That this is the place for you. We've even had a nice group of new evergreeners join our church in these last few months during the pandemic and during this process, and I'm so excited to see that we have new life here. But I also realize that some of you are now wrestling with your fit here. If you are, I want to assure you that staying doesn't require you to change your personal theological view necessarily as long as you can treat everyone the same here if you are considering leaving that's okay too god's kingdom is bigger than this one congregation and i want to bless your individual journey with jesus even if you sense god leading you away from us but here's my pastoral guidance for you if you are considering leaving evergreen which i've mentioned before if If you are part of the community here, then I want to encourage you to discern with us. Ask your small group or ministry team or your friends here to pray with you. Make your decision with the church family. And then, if you feel called to leave, we'll bless that journey away from Evergreen. And we'll also leave the door open for you. Because maybe God will take you away for just a season and bring you back in some point. So we don't want to burn any bridges because we just don't know what the future holds. I also have to caution everyone. There are going to be people who will say some offensive things to us and about us. Unfortunately, these people will probably all be professing Christians. Some of those things are going to hurt and that's never fun. And it's not right, either. These comments might make you mad and upset, and I understand. But you know who we are. You know who we are as a church. You've seen the hand of God work in our congregation over the years. You know our character and our heart. This church continues to be anchored in the authority of Scripture And Christian tradition, and we continue to try to manifest the love of God in all of our lives. We have not changed one bit in that. We are, though, enlarging the tent on this one topic so that we can include more people here. But in the core beliefs of our faith, we remain firmly rooted. And so when people make these comments, how do we respond? Well, First, let me remind us of our culture and our paradigm, which is rooted in Ephesians chapter 2. Paul talks about the creation of a new humanity in Christ Jesus, which uh, we talk about as the family or the household of God. This is not a Paul idea either. It's, it's actually a Jesus idea. Jesus lays this foundation, this redefinition of God's family throughout his ministry. In Mark chapter 3, he says, Who are my mother and brothers? These are my mother and brothers, whoever does the will of God. And he presents this idea that the family of God is dictated by only one factor, your relationship and your faith in Jesus Christ. It's not by works or theology or gender or who you're attracted to. It's not by ethnicity or age or anything else. Now, the scandal back then, as well as today, was that not even your sin could keep you away from God in Jesus Christ. And anyone or anything that says otherwise is heresy. You see, that's the gospel. And if none of those things could keep you away from God in Jesus Christ, then none of that should keep you from each other either. As Paul says, Jesus is our peace. He broke down all the barriers that divide us so that we can see each other as belonging to the same tribe, the same household. There's a profound truth that we discover here, that Jesus did not come to establish a new religion with a new set of doctrinal beliefs that exclude and separate people. He actually came to establish a family. Now the board's motion and the vision of this church recognizes this truth. And it directs us to live out that truth. We accomplish this by recognizing that what makes us family is our shared faith in Jesus. And that fact supersedes how we feel about a lot of things, including Christian marriage. Now, even though it is hard, I believe that you can all thrive here if you can embrace and love your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, who may be a little bit different than you, now this culture that we're building, it, it shows us how to respond to everyone, even to those who would see us as an enemy. We love them too. As Jesus says in Matthew 5, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. We don't have to like what they say. We don't have to agree with them. We don't have to even pretend that it doesn't hurt. But we do love them. Because we see something that God has done and is doing that they don't see yet. And we respond in the humility and grace that is only found in Jesus Christ. It takes a lot of strength and a lot of maturity to do that. So God help us. But what might might we say if people ask us, what the heck is going on at Evergreen? Well, we might say that we recognize that our congregation is like the kingdom of God. It includes people who disagree on their view of Christian marriage. It includes people who are straight and LGBTQ. But we're all united in our view of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And as a family, we stand on that belief and have committed to to love each other in that belief. And you, my friend, are more than welcome to come and be a part of that too. I think people can understand that and people might be attracted to that. You see, this is us. This is who God is forming us to be. How we act toward each other in this church informs how we act toward everyone else. Evergreen is learning how to love each other as family in the midst of different convictions. And do you realize just how revolutionary that is today? Our presidential elections reiterated just how opposed this country is to itself. Yeah, the popular vote is maybe a 5 million vote difference at this point, but there's still sort of a a 51% to 47% difference there. And because this was not just an election about a political platform, because it was about morality in a lot of sense, right and wrong, everyone fought so hard. The other side, whoever that was for you, wasn't just wrong, they were an enemy. Now, after the dust settles from this, we still have to live in the same country. Republicans, Democrats, conservatives, liberals, moderates, undecideds, we're all still going to be here on this land. We still have to go, to into, go into work together. We still have to attend class together. We still have to shop at the same grocery store. We still have to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas together. Our families our classmates and friends and colleagues all these groups are still composed of the same people who may have voted in different ways on the presidential ticket there are people that you think are crazy and there are people who think you're crazy but welcome to the real world right Now, this is not to say that we shouldn't have convictions. I definitely do. I have strong convictions over a lot of different thoughts and and topics. And I do believe that they're right. Otherwise, why would I believe in them? But I also know that if we all just stop listening to each other and run to our separate corners, this never ends. We just continue to despise each other more and more. That's why what God is teaching us as a congregation is so critical. It models through the church what God can do in the world. We present the world with a vision of Jesus' humility and grace modeled through our relationships with each other. That's why it's so important for this congregation to have unified, conservative, and progressive evergreeners. And that's why it's so important that you stay and be a part of this family. You see, the world is... It doesn't know how to love each other, and I believe God wants us to show them how. I bet you thought this was only about LGBTQ inclusion, but now I think we all realize this conversation is about so much more.